Counter Stallions might steal my signs, but he cannot steal my coziness here in the comfort of my own home. How are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? Happy Thanksgiving to y'all from the Furries and Football Podcast. I am, of course, Manny Jones. I'm, of course, joined by my man, Mr. Zeus Pegasus. Zeus, what is your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? My favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Goodness. I'm a casserole guy, so... Ah. So I definitely love a good, um, good veggie casserole, but uh, if someone makes it, like mac and cheese, breakfast on top is fantastic. I always go for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that or um, hmm, Hispanic stuffing is freaking, frankly delicious. Mm. Well, yeah, be like fun. we add chorizo, we add chorizo to our dish, and Ooh. there's been some, yeah, some sweetness, sweetness in there, some olives, like it just. Makes this wonderful, wonderful addition to an otherwise okay turkey. But um, I'm spoiled with my dad. He's a good chef. So he's already got the turkey marinating, brining. And um, it's going to go in the oven tomorrow. So we're pretty much all set. And I'll be helping him in the kitchen to get the feast started before a lot of the football awesomeness kicks off. Oh, oh, for sure. I personally am a mac and cheese guy. You cannot go wrong with a good Thanksgiving out some good mac. Before we get all big on the Thanksgiving feast. We got lots to talk about. Just a little preview of what we got going on. We're talking about the game between Michigan and Ohio State, a big matchup. Our possible hopes on Heisman hopefuls. Uh, the rankings, of course. Some exciting news in the world of Yenzerland, but we will get to that. Uh, big games about the world of the NFL and much, much more. Of course, if we're starting Thanksgiving, t- today as we're recording this podcast on November 22nd, this is the 22-year anniversary of the greatest halftime show of all time. You will see it all throughout social media. Creed performing higher at the Cowboys game on Thanksgiving 22 years ago. Pretty goaded halftime show. Nonetheless, uh, let's jump into some of the big stuff in the world of college football. Zeus, Florida State might be in trouble. Uh, Yeah, I can see where we're going with this, but go, go ahead. Uh. First things first, the big issue that I noted from last Saturday beyond Michigan hilariously trying to hide the cameras from their playbook. Oh, so now it's bad to steal your signs. Jordan Travis of the University of Florida State quarterback, uh, great year he's had thus far. They were playing North Alabama and FCS school. They were down. However, he was carted off the field, put in an air cast, and has a broken leg, a severe broken leg from a hip drop tackle uh, during that game against North Alabama, which of course the Seminoles won 58-13. Tate Rodemaker will take over as the quarterback for Florida State. Uh, it looked, I've seen the video of it. It's one that you don't need to really, really play, but it it looked pretty bad, Zeus. It, it looked very bad. Oh, dude, it was horrific. It reminded me of Mackenzie Milton's injury back in 2018. Oof. Just the way that leg bent all out of shape and um, the knee has a lot of critical parts to it, um, keep you upright and just keep you alive because there's a big artery that goes down there. So it's a extremely dangerous, possibly career ending injury. Like we don't know the extent of it yet, but it's, it's very sad when the violence sport football that we love takes away great talent and players over just a mistimed hit. So, you know, um, much respect. Uh, much thoughts, much good vibes over to Jordan Travis, his family, and the team because that is rough for anyone to go to, especially a team 
that has been crafted um, so well over the past three years to become national title contenders. And as we'll talk about later, I mean, I think those, I think the Natty hopes are pretty much in the trash at this point, but we'll see. We will see uh, what happens, of course. I mean, I've seen people debate about the hip drop tackle itself that ended his season. And I mean, it's a big trending thing if that, you know, hit Mark Andrews had a similar injury too. Uh, we've se- That's the thing we might have to talk about on another podcast, of course. But uh, it's been a big debate, uh, and it'll. I think it'll only increase as uh, as time goes on. Uh, we got to, of course, talk about the darling of the nation, James Madison. Uh, James Madison, of course, unfortunately lost to Appalachian State 26-23 on sat- this Saturday, ending its perfect season. Uh, the Virginia Attorney General, Jason Mayares, had threatened legal action. However, uh, yesterday, the school has said that the loss has changed the landscape in terms of the nature and timing of our legal options, including the diminished viability of a lawsuit against the NCAA. As it stands right now, Zeus, James Madison will no longer pursue legal action for bull eligibility. <clears throat> Yeah, because that, that's very shocking since this season, I don't think we're going to have enough teams at 6-6. Six and six. There's been a lot of really bad teams this year to not fill up the bloated bowl schedule. Mm-hmm. So to continue to deny uh, a school like JMU because of the dumb two-year yield transition from FCS to FBS, um, I don't know. Like I'm surprised. Like I thought they would pursue and take another step for their program, but um, I guess they legally they just thought this is an uphill battle they didn't want to to lose and maybe lose even more favor against um, the NCAA since it seems like the organization as a whole is pretty selective on who they want to target and who they want to bully. Um, see Michigan scandal, see previous scandals from before, but um, it's, um, it's nuts, man. Like um, I, I, I hope that, uh, that their stance on this will change, but um, in the future, but I doubt it at this point. Now I was reading an article. I can't remember where I read it. It was, but I I was reading an article about it because uh, Jacksonville State also uh, was applying to be bowl eligible, and the way the NCAA put it was like they want these schools to understand the financial impact on if they want to do that, you know, yeah. be up. But I, which I can somewhat understand, I can understand it to a degree. You want to understand. <laughs> the the financial impact of why of of what happened of course you know i can i can understand i guess that idea is it a bad rule is it a bad rule like here actually i'll i will read the uh, statement from the division one board of directors administrative committee um requirements for members transitioning into fbs are based on factors beyond athletics performance they are intended to ensure schools are properly evaluating their long-term sustainability in the subdivision. Sponsoring sports at this level requires increased scholarships, expanded athletics compliance efforts, additional academic and mental health support for the student-athletes. And the transition period is intended to give members time to adjust to these increased requirements to position them student-athletes to those schools for long-term success. See, that makes sense. The the way they worded it, that makes sense. And I can understand it. However, why... Despite this, you know, a school like a James Madison or a Jacksonville State, two really good FCS schools that are transitioning in the, FB, in the FBS, 
why do you have like these the the this or this like this statement makes sense but still what's wrong even in the bowl game i like what they're i can see what they're getting at zeus but it's like that doesn't mean you deny them a bowl game yeah yeah i agree um I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like the NCAA just is guided by the wrong, um, the wrong, the wrong things to go after here. Uh, the wrong profit margins, the wrong mentality. Uh, bowl games, even though we're, even though the future of the bowl season is going to be, you know, we'll, we'll see how once the, the expanded playoff takes place, um, how much less of an impact bowl games are going to have long term. But for these schools, like this is huge. Like, yeah, um, they dream of having uh, marquee matchups and travel this nations and something to reward a good hard season um so whatever your stance are on bowl games i, I still think you have a place in the cultural landscape and yeah. um teams um that will benefit from them the most should not be punished over just a transition like they qualify they qualify they yeah earned it and you know yeah go ahead. i want to point this out too there have been you know a lot of teams have been transitioning to the fbs level over the past 10 years um app state Georgia southern uh the state there's been a lot of programs over the past 20 years that begin a program in fcs and they st and then like in two to three years they're in fbs i'm looking at unc charlotte or sorry i actually not call them that charlotte charlotte, charlotte 49ers they began a program they were absolutely terrible their first year as a d1 fcs they lost to a d2 school and a d3 school uh, FIU when they trans when they became an FBS school they were terrible they were a terrible FCS school and they still were able to go to D1 FBS uh, App State had a good year as an FBS member as did Georgia Southern and they were still denied their waiver and it's like I can understand you want these universities to you know like constantly think about hey are we getting through all these different stuff like are are we assessing our requirements. You know, are we trying, are we evaluating our long-term sustainability? And I can understand that, but, like, I'll be honest, no one's going to drop from D1 FBS. The only team that has done that over the past 10 years was Idaho. And they're doing great as an FCS team, fourth in the FCS playoffs this season. So it's like, none of these teams like James Madison or Jacksonville State are going to drop D1 FBS football. They're not going to drop back to FCS. They're crazy no, to do not. that. They're crazy to do that. So. It's like, still, I just don't get it. I don't understand it because it's like I get wanting these members to assess their requirements and want them to change things up. But it's like, what the hell? Like, I just don't understand it. I don't understand. I don't either. And surely uh, the split. So we're talking about different divisions here. Like, mm -hmm. how long How long is the current FPS model going to last? Like, there's been a lot of doomsayers saying, well, you know, if the super conference things take over, why not the Big 12, the Big 10, and the SEC take like the top 50 plus teams and then form their own conference? And then FBS is split in two. Or yeah. The top third and the bottom two thirds. It's like, well, ouch. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so, it, it could get to that point. I mean, all my, it's just, it's just wild. It is a sad thing. Now, of course, they can still get in, like Zeus mentioned, if there are not enough uh, bowl eligible teams uh, another thing we want to jump into after we i uh, hope the best for james madison no, serious i want to see the dukes america's darling get in there um some other stuff that i'll touch up on before we talk about what's happening uh this week with the rankings and the game uh and heisman 
the fall of the University of Colorado. Uh, my oh my. Now, you remember, Zeus, beginning of this year, everyone and their mother overhyping Colorado. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. We're 3-0. and We're absolutely going to take this conference by storm. And now they're 5-6. and six. And, of course, this is not me insulting anyone that is a fan of the Buffaloes. It's just, they got so hyped up. And I and I remember, like, when they beat Nebraska, or was that Nebraska or Colorado State? They, they, they had, like, people already saying they could go to the playoffs. That's like, whoa, 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 they're 3-0. and Let's wait a second. Like, let's wait a second. Like, what are you, what are y'all talking about? Since then, since that, since their 3-0 start, uh, they have gone one and seven. Their only win coming in a close win against Arizona State. Uh, some of their games losses have been close. They lost in double overtime to Stanford, uh, lost by seven to Oregon State, lost by three to Arizona, lost by seven to USC. Simply put, that the, uh, the the Buffaloes could not play defense. Their offensive line was terrible. I heard a college coach on who didn't put his name on the record, but he was regularly uh, getting sacked. In fact, Shador Sanders has been sacked nine more times than any other quarterback, and some some coach claimed that it was to better his stats. Better his completion percentage as a as a quarterback to get himself a better uh you know better look in the NC in the in the NFL draft possibly. Um so at this point, Colorado has slipped to four and seven. I mean, I think I'll be honest with you, Zeus. I think this team will be good in the future, but good lord, from the massive overhype we had back in September. Oh yeah, down to they were this, to down to this, dude. Down to the worst team in the Pac-12, and it's basically right where they were last year. Except they got, you know, they now they have the recruiting that's going to help them a lot with the attention. But yeah, it's 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 building a dominant program in the Power Five now, Power Four, and soon to be Power Three. It's it's tough, and it takes years. As you see, a fan, we're starting to realize that a lot more. But you know, kudos to them, like uh, Buffalo. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to warn right now, um, going from the dying Pac-12 to the Big 12 is not going to be an easy feat. Like, there's a lot of talent still in this league, and they might keep struggling. Like, who knows for how long, but uh, I, they'll definitely be an interesting story because they have a good fan base. I mean, I love lives into their state. It's just, well, okay, um, can we actually get results on the field? Can Coach Prime live up to the hype and show that he can improve a team from one year to the next since it's going to be year one all over again since we're dealing with a brand-new conference here in Big 12? So yeah. I wish them luck. Of course. I mean, I, like I said, I think they'll be better next season. I think that's, I think that's quite, they're going to be better next season, but it's one of those things where it's like the overhype from several yeah. months ago was absolutely ridiculous when you think about it. And I just want to make things clear. Like I, I like people getting behind their team, but good Lord. It was pretty bad at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after that, ladies and gentlemen, that's a look at what happened with Colorado. They will have one more game against Utah, and that will end their season. It's the Rumble in the Rockies over at Rice Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City. 
On to the top 25. The playoff polls are getting more and more interesting. Your top four that stands right now, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and Washington jumps into the fourth spot. Florida State getting dropped to fifth with Oregon at six, Texas at seven, Bama at eight, Mizzou at nine, and Louisville at ten. We mentioned, of course, that quarterback Jordan Travis for Florida State is out for the rest of the year, the broken leg. Tate Rotomaker is the new quarterback at Florida State. Do you think they still have a chance to make it in, even without their quarterback, Zeus? Well, they'll have to basically bet for Washington to lose in the title game and then see if they'll have a better resume than a Pac-12 champion like Oregon. But unfortunately, I think either way it's going to happen. This is not going to happen. I think the committee is going to value um, a one-loss Oregon champion over um, four state in Texas. So it's um, it's looking pretty dire for them. Like Washington basically has to lose this week and then basically lose again um, to make Oregon's win in the title game. Um, that much not uh, much good, and they probably need to be up on the Gators. Like it's it's too it's unfortunate, but Florida State's schedule does not hold up to the gauntlet that was the Pac-12 schedule this year, and that's how the committee operates. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to look at the resume and. Um, again, just another reason why we need the 12-team playoff because I'd love to see Florida State, even without their star quarterback in there, um, the season they had should not be wasted um, because of something so unfortunate. But yeah, um, honestly, um, it's it's pretty much a shoe in for... Well, then again, you can also hope that Michigan or Ohio State slips far down enough, but I don't mm-hmm. trust the committee to not try and weasel two uh, Big Ten teams in. Um Maybe if Michigan loses, they'll they'll keep them out because they've had an easier schedule than Ohio State mm-hmm. games based on metrics. But so for Florida State to get in, um, they need some chaos in the Pac-12, or they need Michigan to lose pretty badly at home, and then that should be enough to drop them out and keep them in as long as they take care of business on championship weekend. So um, it's no longer penciling them in anymore. Um, they're they're gonna have to wait for things to fall, and hopefully. Um, they fight for their quarterback and they and they get two blowout wins or two good two convincing wins, I should say, mm-hmm. in the final two games of the season. Since it's going to be uh, Florida and then Louisville um, after that. So it's just going to be we're going to see what happens. Of course, Michigan and Ohio State meet up in what we know as the game, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. The game, of course, it's the biggest game uh, for oh, both Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, of course, Michigan has won the last two games in a row. Uh, so we'll see what Michigan could do. I think it'll be a great matchup. Even without Jim Harbaugh, I think it'll be a darn good game. You know, it's the third straight time. It has been number two versus number three uh, in this matchup. And it's, you know, these games have lived up to the hype. One thing I know for sure, Zeus, if Ohio State's going to beat Michigan, they got to stop that run. They got to stop that run because I have watched these these games the past couple of seasons, Zeus. Uh-huh. Ohio State cannot stop that run. And I had this oh, I had this Ohio State fan, you know, bitch. And I don't want to use that word be bitched in my chat on Twitch Woo-hoo. about how the refs cost us. The ref But if you look at it, Zeus, Ohio State could not stop that run the second half of last year's game. And it was just quite clear. They got dominated in that second half. Um, 
Michigan won 45-23 for a darn good reason. For a darn good reason. Uh, Absolutely. If you don't stop the run, that's how UCF absolutely got crushed in the Big 12. It's the first sign of a good team versus a bad team, so... Yeah, that's it's yeah. concerning. And I mean, like the, the, the that disappointing second half is what cost Ohio State that game. So we'll see what happens there without Jim Harbaugh. I think it'll be a game to watch. Uh, that could decide where either of those teams stay in next week's playoff poll. Uh, the winner of that game will face Iowa. <laughs> Iowa. Oh, I forgot. Iowa's in the Big Ten championship. Oh no! Yeah, I always got no chance. Like they're, oh, they just—they got oh, no chance against Ohio oh. State. Can or you Ohio State or Michigan? Could nope. you imagine though? Like, what if like one of these two teams lose and then Iowa beats them? I don't know if it's gonna freaking happen, Zeus. I I love that. Oh <laughs> my god, the sheer chaos of the committee would be awesome. I'm just I'm just being real with you. But there's no way they'll put a two-loss Iowa team ahead of. Oh. Uh, Michigan or Ohio State. Oh, no, 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 oh, Of course not. <laughs> I would just Better love to see f- that. I, I would just yeah. love to see that. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're talking about rush defense here. It seems that per uh, the NCAA, Ohio State's number 19 in the country, mm-hmm. whereas Michigan's number eight. So it's a pretty big difference. Ooh. Um, And, yeah, I think Michigan's had a more explosive offense, but you also got to consider the opponents. Um. Michigan's opponents compared to Ohio State's opponents this year. I mean, Ohio State faced Notre Dame, Penn State. Um, I mean, they're pretty similar, but that extra Notre Notre Dame game, um, Mm -hmm. I think, makes them a bit more battle test on the road. So this might be a closer thing than what people think, but even without Harbaugh, I mean, I I fully expect Michigan to win this game. Um, But again, I would not be surprised if Ohio State somehow snaps the losing streak. Um, because they're so diluted up there that if they lose the three times in a, in a row to Michigan, you know they're they're going to start calling for their coach's head. Oh, and that's sure. completely messed up, in my opinion. But yeah, whatever. But that's it's it's one of those things that uh, th- th- it's just how I see it. You know, it's one of those things where like, you know, those rivalry games to a lot of those fan that fan base is a huge deal. It's a it's a huge deal. Like. How you perform in the big game? How you perform in the rivalry game? I did think of Nicholas. I like Ryan Day. I may I like Ryan Day. I may have had some bad, you know, engagements with some members of the Ohio State fan base, but and they like Ryan Day's a good head coach. He's definitely showing what he can do with the Buckeyes. That should be a great, a damn game uh, for sure. I'm excited for it. Uh, real quick though, you know. You're getting close to the end of the year, Zeus. Do you have anyone you'd like to see hoist the Heisman Trophy this season? The Heisman Trophy. Um, yeah. Uh, man, I'm someone that really rose up is Jaden Daniels, just with his dual threat efficiency op- opponent, just a great runner and a great passer. Just reminds Ooh. me a lot of the way uh, Lamar Jackson played um, back in the day, and yeah, just LSU somehow continues to attract talent and. Um, the way he's playing, if he does win the Heisman, and it seems like he might be the front runner right now, like, um, we'll see where he lands, like, in, in next year's draft, um, after this performance. It's like how Joe Burrow came out of nowhere and became an elite quarterback in the NFL. So, mm-hmm. I'm certainly curious about Jaden Daniels and see how he'll finish. But you also can't discount Bo Nix and his rocket arm as well. Yeah. 
Um, and Michael Penix Jr. as well. Absolutely studs in their own in their own right. Um, I, I don't know where Washington ranks um, as an offense completely, but to throw for nearly 3,700 yards and have 30 TDs in the college, um, that's, you know, it's very, very impressive. So, um, and there's also Marvin Harrison. Um, mm. But then again, I don't know. Like, I haven't seen him play, but people are like calling him like a generational oh, talent. He's like, he's uh, good. He's Zeus. I, I'll tell you this right now. I have watched a little bit of Marvin Harrison. I can tell you right now, he's good. He is pretty damn good. Marvin Harrison Jr. is a beast. Want to call him like the next Tyree Kill or something? I don't know. Uh, I'm not gonna go. I I don't get into that. I don't get into that discussion, my friend. I I've learned you you ne- I never get into the this guy is the next insert player here. I'm not Colin Cowherd, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I like Thank goodness because <laughs> that dude oh. leaves Miami off his top ten list. Screw He's... him. Screw it's him. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I, I do like, uh, there's a lot of great guys to look into uh, for Heisman. You mentioned, of course, Darvin Harrison Jr. Jaden Daniels, of course, had a great game against Florida. 372 yards through the skies, 234 on the ground. So there's there's great stuff there. Bo Nix, the bodacious Bo campaign from Oregon. He's a front runner. You got Michael Penix Jr., I think it'll come down to that. And you, know, you can't you can discount the running backs, too. Ollie Gordon II, O'Marion Hampton out of UNC. Uh, you got lots of great guys out there. So I think it's going to be fun to see who they who the Heisman finalists are. Uh, so it should, Agreed. Should, oh, should be good. Zeus, uh, your Knights had a heartbreaker again from what I've heard. What happened, buddy? Uh, special teams and offense. Um, we got off to a hard start carrying off that Oklahoma State win um, at home. And then this team, this is why uh, people have been calling for the for a lot of people's heads right now. Like um, once again, um, some dumb coaching mistakes um, cost the team some critical points. Mm-hmm. You're on the road and you don't take um, guaranteed points or near guaranteed points. That's not a good look. And lack of awareness on the field, knowing you don't have any timeouts, and you run a shovel pass from the 12 yard line to not score, and then you don't get momentum in the second half. That's not good. And I, I'm concerned because it's not the first time I've seen Gus make some boneheaded calls. Um, mm-hmm. So I do hope that in the offseason that they can find some other offensive guy to lead the charge there because if we have Gus continue to call plays like that, make decisions, it's not going to be good in Big 12. We can have all the talent in the world, but dumb decisions will cost you games. And I feel bad as well for a cold boomer because he's been great all year, and then um, on his 86th attempt, he just has an extra point blocked. Just um, yeah. maybe kicked it too low, or um, the, the line up front didn't do its job. But and then plus missing a field goal as well. They normally just drills. It's just heartbreaking for the guy because he's he's um he's been a stud all year. He's been a stud for the UCF Knights for the past couple years. And the defense unfortunately regressed. Um, they couldn't stop the run when it mattered, and it cost them on key drives and getting the stops they needed. So um, I'm still in the I'm still on. I'm still expecting some big changes to come this season. Um, as a nice fan, like I, I, I definitely, I hate calling people's heads, but I do think the defensive guy needs to be let go. Mm-hmm. We need someone new to really reinvigorate and reimagine the incoming talent because when you're missing tackles and you, you're you're not getting right angles and you're not learning how to fill gaps properly and just a lot of crazy things that good teams know to do, it's it's just aggravating to watch and. I, I just hope that um, the Knights can come back next week and um, get that that game. And it, it kind of 
breaks my heart that there's some fans out there that think that not getting eligibility really matters in the long run. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Ten years from now, for raising Big Twelve titles and stuff, yeah, no one's gonna remember that we went bowl eligible our first year. But I think it's a good confidence builder. I think having the bowl game is a great way, not only for your incoming players, but just the coach and other people to kind of iron out some stuff and get ready for spring ball. So I think bowl season still does matter. So this is a big game coming up, right? My birthday. I yeah. I don't want I don't want this team to lose a team against a team that they should beat with similar or better talent, honestly, than Houston. Houston's been putrid all year, so. Um, I fully expect to win and just uh, end the season on the high note. So that's my thoughts. Uh, fun year. Like, the Oklahoma State win absolutely redeemed the whole year. So I'm not going to go all doom and gloom, but it's just um, we got some tough questions to ask already in the offseason here since we're Power 5 now. Patience mm-hmm. runs much thinner here than it was um, down notch in the group of five level. Yeah. And, you know, I feel the same way. My, my Western Carolina Catamounts, uh, we, my team this year, my, my college team, we got off to a great start. I think we got around 5-1, and one, ended up finishing the year 7-4. and four. Still a, an improvement by a game from the previous year. Finished the year ranked for the first time, I think, in a good 30 years. But uh, we just missed out on the FCS playoffs after losing to VMI in a game where you, you gotta, you gotta beat the key debts. Uh, so I get that, you know, it, the, the programs take a good, good while to build. And I think, you know, like I said, you're going to get your, you're going to get your licks this year in the power five conference. Uh, we shall see uh, what happens. They take on Houston this week, by the way, I, I found out, I just realized about your nights. They actually are, this is a trivia fact. You might want to keep buddy. UCF, okay. I guess, is the first NCAA football program to play at every sanctioned level. D3, D2, D1 FCS, D1 Independent, Group of Five, and Power Five. So technically speaking, your Knights are the only program that's at all that's played on every single level of college football. Yeah, that's nice to have. Wild. And we're we're the quickest program to rise to the ranks too, so I'm very proud of the school and the team for that. Um, yeah. Just being here is great. Like seeing the competition be great every week, and there's no sort of to the game. So I, I just look forward to bigger and better things. Um, so yeah, go Knights! It's, we always charge on. So um, I just want a good statement win to finish the season, and I think they'll do it. They're not going to let their fans down on senior night. We'll see uh, what happens next uh, for UCF as they will finish the year against Houston trying to get bowl eligible. But I do agree. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this quickly. I think bowls are very are still very important. I mean, some may say it, you just went six and six, whatever. Bowls are still bowls to me. And I mean, I know we get goofy-ass bowls, like the go, the go, daddy.com bowl. You get goofy-ass <laughs> goofy bowls where, like, they dump mayo or they did the Cheez-It bowl. They dump cheese. They're getting goofy with their celebrations now. I love it, full disclosure. But, like... I think I still think you know going to a bowl game is still a big deal. I I don't I don't give a hell damn who you are. Look at the HBCUs. Uh, ever heard of Celebration Bowl, Zeus? It's in Atlanta every year. It's a bowl of t- it's a bowl game of two FCS HBCU programs in the MIAC and the SWIAC, uh, two historically historically black college or universities, um, football teams, and they compete in that. Every year, they forego a bid to the celebration to to the playoffs to play in the celebration bowl, and it's a it is a celebration of all things F 
uh, HB about HBCU football, and it is it is wonderful. It is wonderful uh, when it when it goes down. It, it's amazing when it happens, man. Like yeah, and and you and you see the passion on these players from NCANT, Alcorn State, Grambling State, Jackson State, NC Central, South Carolina State, the Howard Bison. You know, you you really see it in these guys as they as they play for their school in a bit and what and what they and what they deem to them the H the de facto national championship of black college football. It is a wonderful thing. I love it. And you see the past, even though it's one bowl game to them, it's yeah. their national title. And I love seeing that stuff. And no matter freaking what, it's a bowl game. It's, it's very important. Yeah. It's no a, matter a celebration. What. And yeah. even though some matchups mean less than others, um, yeah, like even for UCF team that beat Florida a couple years ago in a bowl game, that was huge for us. Another stepping stone. That's well, the right. On its way to the Big Twelve, and yeah, yeah, and beating Georgia as well, a successful Georgia team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can whine all they want that that team sucked that year, but hey, we beat an SEC team, um, ten to six. We beat them at their own game. Um, so it's it's very good of that that does matter to the fan base, and it's a good launching point to next year. Oh, that it is. We will jump now into the NFL. Ah! All I right. Am it's your NFL. time, man. This is my time. Ladies and gentlemen, I think you all know. Pittsburgh lost to the Cleveland Brownies in yep. another game that was ruined by one motherfucker. Let me, let me talk to you. All right. <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. Kenny Pickett does not look spectacular. I must be real nope. with you. Kenny Pickett is not spectacular. But they've got a... I mentioned this last night. They have a great run game developing. Jalen Bourne busts a 74-yard run. And they only let him run the ball nine. Not nine. Nine times the entire game. You have to... You're not getting the ball to your weapons. And when you have a chance to, you know, you run the ball great. They throw three straight times. And, you know, Kenny Pickett's not getting the job done right now. I'm not going to say, like, give up on him, but he has not shown the flashes that he's shown in the preseason. Um, it Zeus, this loss was bad to the point where Najee Ooh, Harris, who is... Bad loss. It, was, it wasn't... It, it, what I mean by that is that Najee Harris, who a couple weeks ago, when people were calling for Matt Canada's head was like, hey, man, we got to execute, too. Like, we got to we gotta execute, too, you know. It's not, just on, it's not just on us, you know. It's not just on him. It's on us as well. Do you know what he was doing? He actually was quoted in the locker room saying, quote, I'm tired of this shit. He got, he was, and, and they were trying to end his post-game availability, but he was like, if we keep playing football, how long is that shit going to last? If I look at it like, how long is it going to last? Y'all can look at it like it's a good record, but I mean, it's the NFL. Winning how we did, it's not going to get us nowhere. Thank you! Thank you! I've said this for like three years. Um, and he even said, is it fixable? Yeah. Are we going to fix mm -hmm. it? She it. And he shook his head and trailed off. Like, You've pissed off George Pickens, and now you've got Najee Harris, who a couple weeks ago was defending you, now saying, I'm tired of this shit. So, 
Zeus, I expected nothing to be done. I was like, yeah, here we go, here we go, here we go. But I, you know, I, I, you know, I wake up and I'm getting added all over my Discord, and I'm like, oh, what's this? I go to social <laughs> media, and I am greeted with the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Chris. I, Chris. Zeus, yeah, Steeler Nation, we're back because Matt Canada. Is gone, and that means that the Pittsburgh Steelers are gonna go to Shelter Bowl. Hey, buddy! Hey, buddy! Go back to the border with your bad milk and your maple syrup and go have yourself a time in Newfoundland because the Pittsburgh Steelers are now gonna go to Shelter Bowl. The Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> oh my god, they fired. Hey, Zeus, do you know how massive this is? This is the first time Pittsburgh has ever fired a coach of any kind in the middle of a season since 1941. We were oh in my God. We were in World War II when the Pittsburgh wow. Steelers last fired a head coach. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I don't understand. I I I don't. It, it's it, it's crazy to me. Um now it is crazy, yeah. It it's just the thing is, is that this, I want to say a funny thing too. Mike Tomlin's in the media saying, uh, it, it was my decision. No, it wasn't. I have seen reported reports out there that it was actually made by Art Rooney II. Wait, 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 wait. The wait, owner? Wait. The, the owner who never steps in to team decisions. <laughs> wait, That's wait. insane. What? Like, He's got that power. It's his team. It, it is his team. But like, like I say, he, Art Rooney II is not like his dad, Dan. He's not like his dad, Dan. He doesn't, he doesn't like jump into team affairs. He doesn't do that. That's like, he leads it to Mike Tomlin. He leads it to Omar Khan. And it's like, you allegedly, he stepped in and said, no, no, fire this guy. Now, some may say, oh, Manny, it, it, it's not, you guys are still in hell. You guys have this guy as your coordinator. He was the court, he was the, the passing guy under Greg Schiano in Tampa Bay 10 years ago, and he was still bad. And I'm like, listen, anyone is better than Matt Canada. Listen, any, anyone is better than Matt Canada. I'm just going to say it right now. Now, it is on Kenny Pickett. Like, Pickett, well, Pickett who's replacing as a Canada? Who's replacing Canada, that is? If I'm not mistaken, i got to remember. Who the, who the, I, I, the name's escaping. Because... The you name? said anyone's better, but they still got to prove it. They got oh, that is true. Uh, it is running backs coach Eddie Faulkner taking over the offensive quarter duties, and quarterbacks coach Mike Sullivan will take over the bulk of the play calling for the boys. We shall see what happens. But I mean, look at how bad like this this was this had gotten. Mike Sullivan, not the not the ice hockey coach. God dang it, Google, not the ice <laughs> hockey coach. I don't give a damn about Mike Sullivan to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um. Though Mike Sullivan, former quarterbacks coach, oh, he's been all over the place. Giants coordinator, coordinator for the Bucks in 2012. So he's got, he's definitely got the resume. We'll see, of course, uh, what does happen with him. I'm, 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 I'm not a person, but I mean, like, this is gonna go down, Zeus. This is gonna go down as one of the worst tenures for a coordinator of, of all time. I'm just gonna read, I'm just gonna read a couple, a couple of stuff about him. Like, he had no 400 yard game. Under coordinator, I just want to point that out. No 400-yard game. They only passed 300 passing yards twice. Only wow. scored over 30 points twice. It, 
It's insane. Now, of course, I'm going to put this out real quick. It is now up. Like, I hope Pickett balls the hell out. Kenny Pickett needs to do it. He has been ranked 25th in the NFL in passing yards and 28th in QBR. He has six passing touchdowns this season. Now, other guys have six touchdowns. Will Lavis, Tommy DeVito, the backup Sopranos extra, who's quarterback for the Giants, Desmond Ryder, <laughs> Zach Wilson. Yeah. They also have six touchdowns in four games. Uh, so let's hope, you know, I hope he I hope he just starts corking it. Because, I mean, how he has played. Like, you saw the flashes over, over some moments of the games last year. But he's only thrown 13 touchdowns in 23 games. I would yeah, it's hope. Not good. No, it, it's bad. And it's now terrible. it's starting to look like this 2022 quarterback class may not have been up to snuff as people felt. But uh, we shall see what happened. Jeff Tyre said he's playing for his job, and I feel the same way. Uh, I'm hoping for some good stuff. Zeus, why don't you talk to me about the Miami Dolphins against the Raiders? Yeah, um, that game um, was actually kind of a disappointing way to come out from the bye week, but I'm just happy that the team, um, outside of, unfortunately, Devon A. Chan got himself injured after a couple rush attempts, um, that they came out, you know, um, healthy number four. Um, but what bothers me is that um, two at this point, uh, still, uh, I don't know, he's kind of channeling some of that Josh Allen energy, just um, still oh, making basically a turnover by a game. And, He's turning the ball over against some not so good competition. And even though he's been reliable and getting us drives down the field and scoring touchdowns, um, it's something that does concern me. Um, because especially you're gonna you're going up against a couple of good defenses coming up. The Jets are just ready to pounce and make your life hell. So um for Miami, um, yeah, a bit disappointed, but it's not gonna deter my thought that there's no reason why this team should not be eleven and three by the time we face our gauntlet to end the season. Like, um, I think they'll continue to get better. Um, I think Mike McDaniel needs to figure out how to stop calling bubble screens on freaking fourth and one and third and one. <laughs> um, but it's strange of me to say that we kind of flip-flop. I think the offense right now is the thing holding the team back more than the defense. And we have the number one deep, number one offense in the NFL in a lot of categories, and yet I'm calling them out because they shoot themselves in the foot with some uh, pretty dumb mistakes. Now, granted, um, I, I, I had no doubts that we were going to win that game because – our defense has gotten to a point where we can shut down bad teams willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. And the Raiders really only scored seven points on us um, on a play where one of the safeties tripped. So mm. we basically shut them out. Um, we just gifted them six points on some dumb fumbles um, by Tua and our one of our like practice squad tight ends that caught the ball. So Finns, um, they still got a lot to prove. Um, I'm really not, not surprised, but... The narrative right now is that Miami cannot win in November and December, especially December, because last year we were 0-5 in that month. And it mm. was a pretty rough month that Tua was off, and then he got hurt again. And it's, I just want to see if these are not the same old Dolphins and that they're able to um, look like a Super Bowl contending team. And the only way they're going to do that is get to the final three games on skate and probably steal two of the three games. Like, they should find a way to beat the Cowboys. I don't expect to beat the Ravens, but, man, win your home games. Don't let the Bills sweep you. Like, there's there's a lot for this team to prove. And while I'm confident that they'll do it, like, there, there's still part of me that's kind of seen the script before where uh, we just kind of flame out. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I feel like that at least we're trending up and 
categories that matter. And as long as Tua stays healthy and we keep our our roster intact, then we know what we're doing. Um, I don't I don't see any reason why this team, at minimum, does not win twelve games total this year. They yeah, anywhere from yeah, like twelve to all the way to fourteen. Like that's that's my expectation. Please don't shatter it. And I hope, just like the Bills of this week, I hope we go out there and we crush those Jets. We need to have a double-digit win against those Jets if we want some confidence going forward. And I know it's going to be hard because traveling on a short week, first Black Friday game, um, and we'll talk about more of my thoughts there. But um, overall, um, yeah, just cautiously optimistic. Um, we, we, we could be in a lot worse situation now as a team. Um, but I understand it's still a mountain to climb to get that respect back. So fence up until then. We'll see. You know, I mean, I think defensively, you know, close game against the Raiders, man. They how they've gotten there. Oh, yeah, of course. Jalen Rams the two picks he'll deal, of course. Uh you know, look at this, look at the numbers. You guys should done that run to rushing attack. Well, I mean, Josh Jacobs at 36 yards rushing. So I mean, there's oh, definitely yeah. something there's definitely something there. I am Huge. considering the Raiders have been hot under under an interim head coach Antonio Pierce. Uh, I do I do like that. I do I do like that uh, quite a bit uh, with uh, what with what with what y'all got going on. I mean, we'll yeah, see how the rest of the year team. Goes. Oh yeah. I think the I think the Raiders are they're going to find a way to win then uh, eight or nine games somehow. I, I think they were screwed from the get-go cuz Josh McDaniels is just a ter- was a terrible coach and was just the wrong guy and cannot connect to a locker room. So I mean, I think did you ever hear? I don't know if you heard this, Zeus. Uh, you're gonna like this, but um, allegedly, he was having trouble connecting to uh, his players one time. Specifically, Devonte. Devonte had a big issue with. But um, at some point, this is a true thing from what I've been told. Pierce brought up an allegory to try and relate that brought up the 2007 uh, Giants. That you know they upset. Um, they upset the uh, the Patriots, right? But yeah. apparently, he said that that they needed that they needed its own culture, and he was like, the 07 Giants believed that they could win every game that they played. And Josh McDaniels went over to him after that and said, "Don't ever talk about the Patriots like that." <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm speaking of the Raiders, like yeah. I'm. I'm as a Finns fan, I'm going to root hard for them this week because yeah. they're um, they're hosting a Chiefs team licking their wounds. But I mean, come on, man, be the frisky. You're they're a frisky team. They are a very frisky team. So I hope they can do enough to frustrate that team and um, push Miami ahead of them with a loss. So crossing fingers. <laughs> well, of course, uh, as Al Davis just say, hey, just win, baby. Let's hope they just can win. do that against those Chiefs. Uh, it was a it was an active week in the world of football. I'll tell you what. Oh yeah. Oh man, lots of stuff. The Chiefs uh, took the big loss against the Eagles uh, last week. Why do I? I have the for some reason I have the wrong thing on my tackle down. Chiefs took the loss against the Eagles. Jason Kelsey beats out Travis as the Eagles won 21 to 17. Yeah, uh Travis just drops a ball he doesn't he doesn't normally. That was such a bad fumble that turned to tie the game. Mark, and all those all those drops too by dude, the Chiefs receivers. I good. you know Chiefs, there is there was a guy you had that wouldn't make those drops. Wonder where he could be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> elsewhere, uh, there's a lot of stuff. The Broncos 
riding. They stay. They Let's win. Ride. They won. It. They won. They ended the Vikings' five-game winning streak, winning twenty-one to twenty. They are five and five. And Russell Wilson, you know, this team might not make the postseason, but I'll tell you what. I mean, they have some good leadership with Sean Payton at the helm, and he's Russell Wilson quietly, you know, is not having a bad season. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. Um, He's been the reason why they've been in games. It's just that that defense was so god-awful early on. Oof. And they're finally um, gelling together. It's nice uh, to see. Be, nice to see, man. Being the Bills on the road, huge. Even though they should not have won that game, that was a game they should have, would have lost. Um, I'm so sorry. Oh, you're fine. You are fine, buddy. But yeah, um, yeah, Broncos peaking at the right time. So very happy for them. And I hope they can continue to make um, some... They continue to take some wins away from this crowded AFC pool, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, elsewhere across the landscape, uh, Tommy DeVito uh, helps the Giants beat the Commanders, Packers over the Chargers. Brandon Staley has been all over the coaching landscape. He got heated in his post-game exchange after the loss to the Packers. Um. At, who asked whether he was going to continue calling defensive plays for the Chargers. Uh, he said, quote, I have full confidence in our way of playing. Right. I interrupt, but I'm being this phone call. So I got to take. I'm sorry. I, you are. No worries, buddy. Let me. I will cover first a little bit. Of course, Brandon Thilly said, I have full confidence in our way of playing, full confidence in myself as a play caller and the way that we teach and the way that we scheme. Full confidence in that. We either bring this group together and do it consistently. And that's where it's at. You can stop asking that question. I'm going to be calling the defense, okay? So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. Of course, uh, Brandon Staley, as we've mentioned uh, in the past, uh, has a very unique mindset when it comes to coaching, known for going for it very, very often, going for two. A very analytical head coach, if you will. He is 23 and 21, though, as a head coach in the NFL since the massive, massive loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars, where they blew a 27 0 lead. He has struggled. So at this point, I'm not really sure what the Chargers are thinking. They've had, there's been so many dumb decisions that he has made over three. Now, you can argue, some might argue, that he is the future of this team. Uh, leading the, leading the, he's the future coach of the NFL, I should clarify. Uh, future coach of the NFL. However, here's the one thing I would say, too, is that he just makes, he overthinks stuff way too much. Go back to 2021, where he called a timeout as the, as the, as the allowed the Raiders to get into field goal and to kick the field goal. Uh, there's so much, there's so many cases of just Brandon Staley not being able to lead a locker room that it's just, it is, it is awful. Uh, you back, Zeus? I sure am. Uh, welcome so back, we're buddy. still recapping, we're still recapping the week. I just don't want to uh, repeat stuff that you've already said. Uh, no, you're good. I, I'm just, so, you know, um, honestly though, I'll say this before we go on to our next game. Brandon Staley should, should have been fired. Like yes, after that. Oh my loss, god! After that loss to Jacksonville, he should have been fired then. Like he's made so many dumb decisions. Like I just don't, I just don't, I don't get it. 
I, yeah, some might say, talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some might say he's the future talent, like of head coach in the NFL. But it's like, come on, you you can't you can't get with that. Uh, and it just takes no no blame for his yeah. defense. Like the way he responded, reporters just nasty. Like, yeah, why why Stanos? Come you on, you could stop asking that question. It's like, what? Like, you, what? Yeah, fuck off, dude. Dude, you're there's... not gonna stop asking the question until you show otherwise. Yeah. Jeez. Ooh, it was not good. Uh, the one thing I know you were very intrigued about was the Bills and the J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. The Bills destroyed the Jets. Ending Zach Wilson's time third. He has been benched for Tim Boyle. Though, you think that they're overhyping the Bills again after beating the Jets. Absolutely, because the people, a lot of people thought the Bills were dead in water. And, I mean, they, they're... Yeah, finally they beat a bad team convincingly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to call you out again, Bills, but you you've you had some trouble this year against bad teams. Um, but yeah, okay. They blew out the Jets at home, so what? You got a gauntlet coming up. And unless you start beating those teams like um, you know, you go out and you beat the Eagles on the road, um, hopefully the rest don't screw you, then okay. Then we're not gonna worry about it. Cause otherwise this division's still in the bag, I think, for the Finns. I know we got seven games left, but Y'all got to pump the brakes here. Um, this team has been kicking themselves in the foot. And just because they ditched their offensive corner doesn't mean that they're all of a sudden going to be elite again. Like, it might have been something holding them back, but um, they're still prone to mistakes. They're still prone to really dumb things. And the competition is going to be as fierce. So it's put up or shut up. Like, if they go 2-1 and one over the next three weeks, okay, then, yeah, I still get a little worried. But if they go 1-2 and two or 0-3, oh then... Told you so. Season's over. Take your L's and move on, Bills. Ooh, yeah. Should be a damn good one. That was a look at the big games that we saw from Week 11. We're going to jump down to this week, and might I say, the Thanksgiving matchups tomorrow afternoon, morning, afternoon, whatever it may be, they look intriguing. Lions and the Packers in NFC North matchup. The Lions looking to get a, a Thanksgiving win. They have not won on Thanksgiving in a long, 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 long time. They have not. Oh, really? It, it's been a while. I can't remember exactly, but it has been very, very long. Uh, it's been, of course, a tradition for Detroit to host the to host the Thanksgiving game. I can't remember why they have such a tradition, but they have been that way. Uh, for a good while. Uh, they've played in every Thanksgiving game since 1934. The last time the Lions won Thanksgiving was in 2016. So they'll be yep. looking to do it against the Packers. Uh, they'll also look like they'll win their vision, uh, which will be the first time. And also, they're 8-2 for the first in 1962, so it should look pretty damn good. Elsewhere, the Cowboys, of course, host a game against the Commanders. Seattle will take on the Niners at Lumen Field. Um, Looks like a solid lineup card. I'm actually intrigued by this, man. Yeah, like we got a we got all divisional games, so they're all going to be closer than anticipated. Um, Commanders, yeah, they had a terrible, terrible game against the Giants, but uh, the Cowboys, um, they've taken a while being some bad teams late, so they can make it interesting. And that'd be nice to have the Cowboys take a big, fat, embarrassing L on on national TV, but we'll see. We all love seeing that. We all and then Seahawks, Forty Nine ers, Seahawks. They're in desperation mode right now. Like, this is their chance to close the gap in the division or it's going to get away from them. Yeah. Like, do it now at home or never do it. This is their last shot. 
Last chance, last chance. Uh, for our teams, it will be the Dolphins on Friday afternoon against the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets on Prime Video and on Twitch.tv. Uh, Steelers take on the Bengals. Uh, I'll briefly be give you my preview. I'm hoping that they let Pickett go full freaking rain, man. Bengals, of course, without Joey B. Uh, I want Pittsburgh to let Pickett just go crazy. Let him let, let him let him chuck that pigskin. Run that football, man. They I'm hoping for some good stuff, man. Getting Matt Canada out of there. You know, everything everything's gone wrong since Canada came along. Doesn't even have a real offense anyway. So I'm hoping for some good stuff offensively for Pittsburgh. Can y'all at least put up if they put up 400 yards? You go nuts. Once, I'm gonna I will I will sing creed you know can you take me I, uh, I will not actually do that but i would i would love that would go that's how that's how yo zeus how do you call this would you call this a must-win game for the sealers yes or no i would say so i mean you're six and Already? four i would say because look you know you're six and four you are you still in the hunt yes but how the team plays you are not going to show to any i've played in the past couple of weeks going back to last year you're not going to show anyone why you're a worthy contender you're, you're never going to show that you are just going to be known for your defense and your terrible offense this is a game where you have to show showcase your offensive weapons make something happen and the thing i would say too with how competitive not just the afc north is but the entire afc is yep it's you're a gonna, bloodbath right now yeah it's a bloodbath you're gonna have to fight for every single spot out there you're going to have to fight. And I know they're going to be physical, but you're going to have to fight. So it's a must-win game. you got to keep the momentum going. How do you feel, Zeus, about the Jets? Oh, one more comment on sure. Cincy here because sure. I'm looking at their team stats. Um, they're pretty bulldog defense. So if this is going to be Kenny Pickett's um, game to really show off and why oh, he sure. was drafted, then this is it. Oh, yeah. Um, but then again, I mean, the Bengals, even without their leader, they're still going to fight hard um at home so we'll see we'll see what happens um of course if it's the same old Steelers and they don't show any progress then i mean now we're talking uh qb issues for the long term but we'll see like we'll see i'm rooting for you guys i hope you guys can really show what happens to the world <laughs> when you don't have freaking canada holding you back <laughs> thank now, you appreciate that the fins yes sir fins at the jets so as I said, um, now that we got the bye week rest out of the way, um, I think that they're going to – it's probably going to be a close game in the first half, and I think the fans are going to pull away because this Jets team has, cannot seem to score more than 14 points in a while at this point. So mm -hmm. I think um, Miami, they have to rely on the run game. They need to control the clock and uh, really pressure that backup quarterback. Like Don't don't let them get a, don't let them get a good game and don't let the Jets get the ball to their – star players so yeah even though zach wilson's not going to be there um we're still feeling the sting of a really bad blowout loss last year even though we did not have two in that game um it's still a bad taste in our mouth we want to wash away and continue our march toward a 5-0 start in the second half of the season so i'm pretty confident in this game like i think um i'm just mainly concerned about um uh, minimizing mistakes and not being injured because the jets are a very physical team and in the games where the Dolphins have faced pretty elite defenses, they have crumbled and not have um, good scoring results. So just play smart football, man. McDaniel, play your strengths. Don't don't be overthinking this. Don't be throwing on obvious running downs. Just do what works. Mm -hmm. And you're going to blow out the Jets. So 
yeah, this could either be another touchdown squeaker or it might be a solid 20-point win. Could be either or, so that's what I'm expecting, and I'm hoping for that blowout. Cross fingers. Ah, I feel that. We shall see uh, what happens. We got some big games, though, of course, uh, elsewhere. The Browns and the Broncos. The Broncos are starting to get cooking. They're starting to ride on Russell Wilson. He's having nine touchdown four-pick season. Dorian Thompson-Robinson may have led, you know, the Browns to the win, but those games are going to be close. We'll see what they can do against the Broncos at mile high. The Chiefs and the Raiders. You touched up on this. Do you think this could be a possible track? You know how the Raiders have played over the past three games. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I, I circled that. That's why I circled this game because this is featuring two teams that have been surprises this year. And yeah, I like it at this point in the season that every game in the AFC is going to be basically the playoffs start now for a lot of teams. You start winning games or you start going to fall behind. So let's go. Let's see. Browns Let's Broncos see. is going to be must-see TV, in my opinion. Let's see. Ravens and the Chargers. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Brandon Thiller situation, but the Ravens have been looking great. Be an offensive showdown for certain. That, that one, I think, will be nice. As much as I don't like the Ravens, I love watching Lamar play. Uh, Jaguars and the Texans. Jacksonville and the Texans. You know, Jaguars have always historically struggled against the Texans, but, you know, it. I think this will be a fun game as well with how C.J. Stroud and Lawrence have been playing. I think that's a fun one. But then, is I know you like this. I know you. I know you're just salivating at this. You, we have a super tank bowl in MetLife. The Pats are two and eight, and the Giants three and eight. <laughs> oh, good God! Oh my gosh, that's like complete toilet bowl. Whoever scores two touchdowns first is going to win the game. It's uh wow <laughs> dude it, I, uh, you have the the newfound italian stallion over there with devito versus um i don't even know who the pats are going to start if they're going to stick with mac jones or zappy like it's it's bad like I, I i i just can't see it in bill belichick to um actually tank and want to tank like he's gonna do everything to win this game which is what i'm hoping for because i do not want the Pats to touch any of that high-end qb talent this division's already stacked with good QPs. We do not need another one entering our miss. So um, go Giants. Please take care of business. I mean, no, go Pats in this case. <laughs> Actually try and win this game. And Giants, suck it up. Suck it up harder than the Pats. I'm begging you. Uh, it, it, I will admit it is pretty funny, all the Sopranos memes about Tommy DeVito. Uh, you know, DeVito, uh, he legit said, uh, he does. you know, he lives at home, right? He still lives at home. He does. And, and yes. He actually, this is a quick at the ESPN. I don't have to worry about the laundry when I'm eating for dinner. Chicken cutlets and all that is waiting for me when I get there. My mom still makes my bed, <laughs> which that's crazy. He makes $44,000. Like the, the, he, he makes $44,000 a game and lives with his mom. That's it's wild. It's, it, it wild. feels it's like, it's like an Italian family, you know? It's like an Italian family. That, that to me, is pretty cool. I mean, considering the cost of living, it, it, I can understand it completely. Whew. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Funny. I, I, just, I just love that. He's it kind of reminds me of, it kind of reminds me of like Mario and Luigi from the Mario yes! movie. Yes! And they're with their parents. Yes! And it's... that's just a normal thing. Yeah, <laughs> the Italian, Italian thing, I guess. Uh, well, <laughs> hopefully, uh, just for me saying that uh, Tony Soprano will not come ask me, where's Gabagool? I don't, I don't have the Gabagool. 
Nonetheless, let's talk about our picks last week. It was an interesting week. What's up? Yeah, you're right. Interesting's a good way to put it. <laughs> oh, let's 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 talk about this, man. Zeus, you went one and two. You had the Vikings over the Broncos. Raiders and the Raiders and Dolphins, 13 and a half spread, of course, did not go that way. And the Cowboys beating the Panthers. Smart pick on that part. You went one and two. You will be go to 13 and 19. Me, on the other hand, Ouch. Seahawks <laughs> and Rams. No there. Steelers and Browns. No there. Texans and Cardinals. Texans won by just five, but it wasn't over five. So that brings me to the amazing record of 13, 16, and three. We have the same win total. Oh, my God. That, that's wild, dude. I don't know how I'm getting so many pushes. Like, that's the thing. I don't know how I'm getting this much. I'm, like, so close to getting that stuff right, but then I'm like, God dang it, Stroud! <laughs> I hope Ohio yes. State beat the yes. shit on <laughs> this week. Stroud had a not not so good of a game. Uh, although people are starting to talk about MVP's uh, conversation with them, but uh, we'll see. Seven we'll games see. left. Too much to expect. Let's talk though about this Zeus. You got first pick, buddy. I sure do. Um, so you want to do this, or want to go? Want to do our quick mulligan? Over what happened to Joey B. Actually, let's jump into our mulligan. Of course, Joe Burrow out for the rest of the season with a broken wrist. And I don't know about Cincy. I don't know. What they're do you think? They're not making the playoffs. You think they're, uh, not gonna, you think they're gonna be totally zero out of it? chance completely. Uh, Without their star quarterback and in a stacked AFC, no chance. That's why I'm like, we got a mulligan because we both have that's an obviously right. that's unforeseen right. wrong pick. So it's like I swear the last time we'll do this, but Let's hope it's uh, yeah. the last time because we've this is the I, I didn't think we'd have this a second time. So what do you think? What do you think? Who, who are you thinking? Oh man. Oh my goodness. So Chargers, Browns. I mean, that's just a freaking dumb pick. Chargers, so, I don't think they're even gonna go anywhere close to that, dude. No, no, no. But I that, still think the Browns do make the playoffs, but I don't know if they'll actually win in the end. I think uh, uh it's really hard to win with the you did, did they sweep the Ravens this year? No, they went one on one. Yep, went one on one against Pittsburgh too. Yep, yep. So it's um, man, it's gonna be really, really tough. But actually, no, maybe not that tough. I think mm-hmm. for my mulligan here, I fully think the Texans are winning the division in a mm-hmm. shocking fashion. Really? Yeah, I think they'll somehow figure it out. They're gonna sweep the Jags, and I think they'll do enough the rest of the year with their weaker schedule. Which means I will slot the Jaguars down. Well, and then it leaves two slots left over here. You know who the you know the Texans and the Browns play on the twenty fourth, right? Uh, they play on Christmas Eve, right? Yeah, yeah. But Ooh. I'm still believing the Browns that they're gonna slide on in Ooh. here in the sixth seed. And now it's between basically the Steelers or the Bills. Dang man. But unfortunately, yeah. This is going to be so tough to pick. It is, man. It is, dude. It really is. But I'm going to go ahead and some way, somehow, I think the Bills bullshit their way to the seventh seed. I they feel somehow... that. Sorry for your Steelers, but I, until I see offensive improvement, I'm not going to quite believe in them just that, yet. I get that. I get that completely. I, I'm understanding of that. So for me, you know, I, you know, anything is possible. We could be completely wrong. You know, there's a yeah, lot of games. Up. We could be completely wrong. Uh, I will admit, 
I do like the Texans. I didn't like them coming into coming into this season, you know, and they I thought that Stroud might not make it. He's changed my expectations. So I will say, you know, for the record, I think, you know, as I think, you know, the Texans have a good chance of making it in. Will they win the division though? That remains to be seen. Yeah, it's uh, tough. It's I'm tough. A pick here. Yeah, it, it, I, I know you were, man. The thing is, though, that I look at is like they still got that they still have the Titans and the Colts to take on. And usually, the Texans are not that good in 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 Lucas Oil State. They're not that good at the Colts facility. They're not that good there. Uh, I would say, you know, uh, in the Titans, they've also had their moments there. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. uh there but i'm i'm positive that the texans will at least make it in I, I'm, I'm actually very certain that the texans make it in and i will be blunt too i say i would to like this the browns may have backup quarterback they just signed joe flacco i think they still make it in I think they yeah. get in there, and I don't, I wouldn't want to put that, you know. But it's like we have to look at what it is. They split the series against Pittsburgh. They can compete. Now the question does come in: Does Buffalo get in over my Steelers? And I will be blunt, Zeus. I unfortunately, this is the thing. When you look at Pittsburgh's last remaining teams on the schedule, you know, yeah. Bengals, Cardinals, Pats, Colts, Bengals, Seattle, and the Ravens. Could they bullshit their way somehow? Oh, yeah. I think it's it's possible. Look, the bullshit of Steeler football is a real thing. So we're gonna go to Silver Bowl. We're gonna That's somehow bad. sneak our way in there, and we're gonna go to Silver Bowl. The bullshit of Steeler football, as a fan, ladies and gentlemen, I've experienced it. So they got I an think... easier road than the Bills. What's up? They have an easier road to get there than the Bills. Easier, the Bills. easier. Oh yeah, easier road. And the Bills have gotten a lot of scrutiny this year. Uh, there have been, you know, the turnover issue by uh, by Josh Allen. As much as I think he's a good quarterback, the turnover issue has been a big, big thing. Bills got the Eagles, Chiefs, Dallas with that really, really good defense, um, and they got your their Dolphins to end the season. So I think you know, they might cook it. Cook it intriguing. I'm just gonna put it like that. That is our moat again on what happened with the Bengals. I think it is time to get to the picks, my friend. Yeah, let's let's do it. I already have the first game lined up because oh. we just kind of briefly looked over this game. Sure. But I am going to have Zeus win the wins again because my uh, bullshit mirror is going off here, and I think something fish is going to happen oh. with the Bills at the Eagles. Oh, dear. To okay. which I think the Bills somehow get the upset here. Ooh. Why? Because the Eagles have spent all their high points against beating the Chiefs on the road. So I'm expecting a bit of a letdown and a desperate Bills team to go on the road and get a win to get back in relevancy. So they're in, must, they're in playoff mode. They're in must-win mode. Um, so even if they do lose, it's not going to be by more than three. I think it's going to be last possession sort of game. Um, if it was a pick that would be my upset pick of the week, the Bills over the Eagles. But I'm just going to jump the gun and be like, you know, I win either way. Either I'm proven right. Or the Bills lose, and as a fan, I'm like, that division title just gets closer and closer, baby. <laughs> I'm going to go to the Tank Bowl, the J Patriots and Giants uh, affair. Now, this one's a bit harder to judge than it looks. Mac Jones has not looked good. I think they're, they're struggling to get him going with, quarter, with OC Bill O'Brien, rumors of Will Greer. 
taking over as the QB. I think, I think the clipboard of Bill Belichick will remain sturdy, and I think it will be the Patriots getting somehow BSing their way to a win. The spread in this one, of course, is a three-point spread, and I think they can certainly accomplish that over the Giants. I woke up this morning, I got some gobble and it told me that Tommy DeVito was not going to get that gobble and he's going <laughs> to sweep with the fishies tonight, to quote the Sopranos. What's your next pick, buddy? What is indeed the next pick? Oh yeah. What well, obviously, got? I've already I've already banned myself from picking anything close to the Ravens again. Oh, that's right. That's although, right. <laughs> although that line is tempting because I do think the Chargers are absolutely gonna. I mean, their season's on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, they they win or they're pretty much mathematically mathematically out, but pretty much they're out. Mm. Four and seven, you're not coming back from that in a stacked AFC. So instead, I'm gonna kind of take my sights elsewhere over here, and oh. Man, there's so many good games here. So many good games, but I, man, do I do I ride again? Do I ride again with the Broncos? You ride with? Do you go to Broncos country, my horse friend? Do do I do it again, my equine yeah, friend? What are you thinking? They uh, they disappointed me last week. Mm. We're doing it. You're doing it. We riding. Oh no! Getting on the saddle, baby. Oh no! It's just one to have. It's not that much. I know the Browns have an elite defense, but I don't know. This Bron- when you're hot, you're hot. When you're hot, you're hot. And the Broncos playing at home, it's very hard to win a mile high. Um, I've seen a lot of games there end up in freakish ways. So um, it's going to be a low-scoring game, but I, I don't know. Somehow, something tells me. Broncos country. They're going to – they're not a playoff team, but I think they get a good – feel good win against the Browns at home. I know that would be something you're hoping for greatly. Oh, of course. But – yeah, uh, and I don't know. I just don't trust DTR just yet. He had a decent game against a Steelers defense, but the Broncos defense is getting better, so I don't know. I don't think he's ready to handle a hyped mile-high crowd that's trying to will their team into a bullshit seven-seed slot, but we'll see. I'm riding with the Broncos. I don't uh, know why I'm doing this, but I'm riding. Broncos country, <laughs> let's ride. You heard it here from my, 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 my Vegas' pal over here. No horse bias over here. No horse bias. <laughs> Nah. Uh, I'm going to go uh, to this. I would get killed by my housemate, Josh, who I'm about to help make the turkey later tonight for Ooh. Thanksgiving. I didn't pick this matchup. Have I ever told you about my housemate, Josh? Zeus? He is the biggest Lions fan I ever know. He comes into my chat saying, go Lions. And I'm like, I know what you're trying to do. Try to get me to say, go Lions. Uh, my buddy is a wonderful Lions fan. He And I'm going to... Sorry, my buddy, Nard, my other friend, Nard Dog, Big Packers guy. I think the Lions will get the win on Thanksgiving. I think they will finally get that win on Thanksgiving. The spread is high. The spread is high for this matchup, which usually I stake away from those matchups. However, considering the last time these two teams faced off, it was a 14-point win for the Lions. I think the Fee Lions get it done. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm going outside the Manny convention here. You know, I think you know. I think well, yes, they 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 it's a high spread, but Lions looked good last game. What's your final pick, buddy? Man, I think I'm going to get in the spirit of the turkey turkey day games because there's a spread I really like here. Um, it may be crazy, maybe really crazy, especially with the way the teams are performing. But I'm going to go with division games. Anything can happen. I think. 
that's where it's a little too high between San Fran and the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks, they had a bad loss on the road. The Rams got their number, but they have a chance to turn around. I think, I don't know. Like, I think at some point the four ers are due to have a little bit of a letdown here. And um, it took a while for them to blow away a sorry ass Buccaneers team at home. So um, call it me trying to call out uh, an elite team, but I'm going to do it. So I think the spread is a little bit too high. Give me the sea turkeys. Oh, God. The sea turkeys to bring home the turkey and make this a close game. Gobble, I don't think they'll gobble. win, but I think they're going to make them competitive and prove that they're not going to be easy outs, even though they're the clear-cut favorite to be the seventh seed in the playoffs right now. Interesting. Okay, I, I can get that. Uh, I will go to one more final game, and I'll take Monday Night Football Vikings and the Bears. The Bears have shown some uniquely. Oh, they had the Lions on the ropes, but the Lions got the win off some clutch play from Aiden Hutchinson. But I think... It'll be Astro Dobbs, Astronaut Dobbs getting the win for the Vikings again. They'll get back in the win column. And I, I'm big on I'm big on Josh Dobbs. Former I mentioned former Steelers, you know, backup. I'm he's playing for a job next next season, whether it be with the Vikings or with elsewhere. So I think I, I just see him get a job elsewhere. And I'm hopeful the Vikings will look good against Dobbers. I like these picks, so. 3-0? 3-0? We're going to feast on Turkey Day Dude, here. Turn this around. If we, nice. if both of us get 3-0, that'd be freaking crazy. <laughs> well, think of the implications of 3-0. I oh, mean, yeah. imagine, the over, imagine the overreaction of the Bills upset the Eagles. Dude! And then, oh, yeah. Man, that'd be crazy, man. That'd be crazy. Yeah, like, they're going to be talking smack again. And like, just come to Miami. We're going to kick your ass. <laughs> I'm hoping they win. I'm actually hoping they win so we can just smack them in the mouth uh, and I'm... give them extra, um, extra salt. Right there. Um, ben. If the Broncos win, I mean, obviously you're going to go nuts over that because the Browns will be um, neck and neck with you again. Seahawks. Like, a lot of these games, if they go the way we're predicting them to go, it's going to be a lot of immense implications. So, hype that, it up for Turkey Week. Oh, yeah. That they are. Uh, hopefully you have a great Turkey Week yourself, Zeus. Any final thoughts, my friend? Well, hyping up my birthday as well. I'm turning 33 come Saturday, so... Come on, UCF, give me that win, please. <laughs> well, from all of us here at the Furries and Football Pod, we'd like to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Hope you enjoy it a plenty and you enjoy the football this week. Get yourself that well, rat you deserve. For my partner in this, Mr. Zeus Pegasus, I am Maddie Jones. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you again for tuning into the Furries and Football Podcast. Now heard once again on iHeartMedia, Oddbean. Player FM and on furriesandfootball.podbean.com. Thank you all once again for your support. Till next time, we're out of here.